This is Fortify, the podcast where you will learn tips and ideas to help you fortify yourself, your family, and others within your reach. I am your host, Shannon Foster. Today, I would like to talk about scripture journaling, and I don't know how to properly express how much scripture journaling has impacted me. In fact, I have been putting this podcast off because I've been kind of nervous about properly capturing how important this is. And I kept asking myself what I could say to help others really understand how life-changing scripture journaling can be. So I just kind of just kept putting this off, waiting for some good analogy or something to come into my mind. But then I finally realized that maybe I should just tell you that it's just really life-changing. And if I, if someone were to ask me, what is the one thing that has helped me have really meaningful gospel study, I would for sure say scripture journaling. There is no doubt that has been the most impactful thing for me, for sure. No question. So today I want to talk about scripture journaling, both for you and for your children. And I, I want so badly for my children to come to know God. And I know that this is a process that will help them do that. I want them to be full of joy and strength throughout their entire lives. And I want them to be full of hope and wisdom. And I want them to see the world as God sees it. And the scriptures will help them develop that in their life. And the process of keeping a scripture journal will help them find that in the scriptures. They'll find the richness and the depth that the scriptures have within them. I'm first going to talk about what a scripture journal is. And then I'm going to share with you five reasons why scripture journaling has helped me learn and find depths in the scriptures I wouldn't have found in other ways. Then in the next episode, I will share a lot of ideas to help you see what scripture journaling can actually look like and how fun it can be. So there's going to be two episodes on this. And then in that episode, we will also talk about how you can help your kids learn to scripture journal for themselves. And then I will tell you how I set up my scripture journal and also how I used to keep a scripture journal in my seminary classroom. And so these are just ideas for you that I just want to fill you with ideas and then you will take them and apply the ones that you think will work for you and your family. Also, I'm going to um, record an Instagram story and I'll show you some of my favorite scripture journal pages and just some things that worked for me. And so if you want to check that out, I will save it as a highlight reel on my Instagram profile and I'll name it journaling I can't name it scripture journaling because that will be too long. So just go to at redheaded hostess and you'll be able to see that story. Okay, so let's first talk about what a scripture journal is. It can really be anything you want it to be. That is what is so wonderful. It can be totally personal to you and you can find what works best for you and it will evolve over the years. It can be an inexpensive notebook that you buy in bulk somewhere, or it can be a nice high quality journal that you really invest in, or it can be on your tablet or a phone or a computer, or there are so many different kind of apps out there. So there's really many, many ways to do this. 
All that really needs to be is a place to capture what you are thinking, learning, wondering, discovering, and the insights you're gaining as you are studying. And that things you don't want to forget and things that you want to build upon. And there are a lot of ways to do do this that we'll talk about in the next episode and a lot of fun ways to do this. So, but that is it. That is all it is. It's a place to record and it will become a sacred space for you. Okay, so let's now talk about these five reasons to scripture journal. And we could probably come up with a lot more, but these are the ones that have really risen to the surface for me. So the first reason is that it slows you down. And this is the first reason I want to share. And each of these reasons were kind of build upon each other. But I want to talk about the importance of naturally slowing down as we study so that we can learn at our own pace. This is important for you and for your children. And I've said this before, but I just want to keep repeating this. I have had some amazing gospel teachers and truly gifted teachers who've opened up my mind and heart, and I'm so grateful for them. But most of what I have learned has been through personal study when I'm going at my own pace. They light a fire in me, but then I need to go and learn at my own pace so I can digest it. So this is something that I'm really trying to teach my own children. I don't want them to only learn the gospel when it's me or my husband or another teacher teaching them, because if that is what is happening, then there will have to come a time when they decide to study on their own. And so I want to build that in at a really young age instead of hoping that transition comes later in their life. Because truly understanding doctrine takes time. And if your child is not given the time to truly learn during a lesson, then they may internalize that into thinking that they are not spiritual or capable of understanding when all they really need is more time and scripture journaling will do that for them. It gives them a chance to digest what they are learning. So I want to teach my children from a really young age that at their own pace learning is the process it takes to truly learn. I want them to know that skill. So if they learn something in a lesson that they don't quite grasp, it will be totally natural for them to think, oh, okay, I'm going to need to ponder and work through that on my own. Instead of, I don't understand, I must not be good at this. Let me give you an example. So one of the very first books I put out was a Book of Mormon study guide. And in fact, many of you might have might have used it. And it's often the first thing that has brought somebody to my business. So in this book, all I did was break up the Book of Mormon into groups of verses. And I mean, I did it with some like a lot of thought, I I broke them up into certain kinds of groups of verses. But the reason I did that was so you would study in smaller sections, rather than by a whole chapter at once. And I cannot tell you how many people have written to me or come up to me and told me that this was the first time that they've ever truly understood what they were studying. But here is the thing that I always say, because they are always like, they're saying thank you, which is so nice. But the truth is, it was them. 
They just needed to slow down. And I designed the book to help people slow down. That is the great secret. They always had the capacity to understand and gain really wonderful insights, but they just needed to slow down and record because that process changes everything. And so this can be done in a notebook or in a Word document or however you prefer to keep a scripture journal. There are all kinds of apps and things like we just mentioned before, but in the next episode, you will see how much fun it can be to slow down. And there's just so many ways you can do that. Okay, so the first reason was that it helps you slow down. Now, the second reason is that scripture journaling will help you capture what the spirit is teaching you. So as you slow down, not only will that process give the spirit a chance to reveal and instruct you because you're naturally slowing down, but then you will then record what you are learning. And this process together can really increase your ability to learn and hear the voice of the spirit. And the same will be true for your children. While we are studying with a pen in hand, we are just in this position to truly hear. We can be led and guided, inspired and instructed, and then we can record it. There's just nothing like this process. I want to share with you a quote that I often write in the front of my scripture journals. This is by Elder Jean R. Cook. And he said, I have found, as I'm sure you have, that when you're trying to learn from the Lord and you feel an impression from the Spirit, it's important to make a note of it so it will not be forgotten. The more you not only hear, but abide by what you've been told, the more the Lord will give to you. It will come more and more rapidly, and you will begin to hear and feel those impressions of the Spirit more quickly than you have previously done. That was an address he gave to religious educators on September 1st, 1989. So with this principle in mind that Elder Cook taught, As you study the scriptures and write down impressions you are receiving, and then you act upon the wisdom you are receiving, then the impressions will come more and more rapidly, and the voice of the Spirit will become more familiar and more clear. And my experience has been exactly that. And that is why I'm willing to do the work to teach my children this skill. Okay, so the first reason was that it naturally slows you down. The second reason is that it helps you capture what the Spirit is teaching you. And the third reason is something I experience every single week. And this reason is that it helps us flush out the verses and find insights we would otherwise miss. So many of you know that I write something called study pages for the weekly kits on my site. And I just love writing those for you. Those study pages have all of the chapters we're studying listed in the left column. And then in the right, I break it into sections and verses and give you tips and help so that you understand those verses. And it's really like a seminary or institute class on a page. Well, let me tell you the process of how I write those because it will show you how I like to scripture journal in a chapter. So I always start with the scripture verses in the left column, and then I read through all of the chapters that I'm studying that week. And I mark the things that stand out to me. So I use Adobe Illustrator so I can make all different kinds of markings that I need to. And 
while I'm doing this, I might jot down a question or a thought by that scripture, but it's really just, I'm just trying to get this scripture story fresh in my mind. And so I'll only make little notes like, what do we know about the the city? Or I need to find out more about this custom or things like that. And then once in a while, I'll get an insight. But for the most part, it's really simple reading. I'm just marking and just reviewing the story. But here is the thing that I've really learned. And there has never been a week where this has not been true. The first time I'm reading through those chapters, I'm just reading and marking. That first time through is good, but it is nothing compared to when I go back through and write the commentary. And let me emphasize that I have had experience in these scriptures before, as I've taught seminary and gospel doctrine and through personal study, but the way I'm studying now has been a total game changer. So what I do is I take groups of verses and then I just write about what is happening and the insights we can gain from those verses. So after I've marked everything, I go back and I take chunks of verses, usually pretty small chunks of verses. And I just start, sometimes I'm restating what is happening or sometimes I'm putting in some background information Or I might say something like, imagine what it would have been like when dot, dot, dot. So I'm really just trying to put myself in a position where that chunk of verses can kind of sink in and I can see things that I have missed before, the kind of things that take work to get to or pondering to get to. So let me give you an example. Um, In the story of Jacob serving Laban for seven years so he could marry Rachel, Well, this is all the scriptures says about those seven years. So this is Genesis 29, 20. It's a short scripture. And this is all it says for those seven years. It says, and Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed unto him, but a few days for the love he had to her. (laughs) That is it. So it'd be really easy just to read that scripture and go, oh, you know, And then we just might picture a love-struck man with hearts floating around his head, gazing at Rachel while he does some chores for seven years. But if you say, okay, I'm going to do some work here and try to think about this. And you start thinking, okay, who is Jacob? Jacob was the son of Isaac. And Isaac had very large herds of cattle, sheep, and goats. And Jacob had spent his whole life working for livestock. So he would be full of knowledge and skill, and that would have served Laban so well to have someone of Jacob's knowledge serving him for seven years for free. And this would have been backbreaking, sweat streaming, around-the-clock work. He would have had blisters. He would have had parched lips. He would have dealt with wolves and thieves and helped animals give birth and nursed sick and wounded animals. It would, it would have been never ending, nonstop work for seven years. And why did he do this? Because he was willing to sacrifice for a covenant marriage with a woman he loved. Imagine if your teens learned and journaled about this story. Imagine them journaling about the sacrifices they are willing to make and the things they're doing right now for their future covenant marriage. Imagine them journaling what they can learn from Jacob What a powerful lesson that could be for them. So this is what I mean by flushing out a story. As you slow down, you'll begin to get more thoughts, and then you just start writing. And one thing that I have learned so much is that 
so many of the thoughts come as I am writing. I'm not just getting thoughts and then recording them. It is in the process of writing that the thoughts will come. So these discoveries will just come as you're deep into those verses. Insights you never saw when you were just reading through the chapters. But it's the going in deep. It's that process where you can really flesh out those verses and come to see things that only come when you are really in it. And then later on in the day, you may go back and read what you wrote and then more ideas might come and you can just keep building upon what you've already written down line upon line. You'll just build more and more and more. And because you wrote it down, it won't be hard to do that. Or since the story is now on your mind, more ideas might come while you're making dinner or driving your kids somewhere. And you may need to have a notes app on your phone that you can use to capture those thoughts you're going to have now in the just daily parts of life because they will come and you'll begin to recognize those moments and the need to record what you are learning at the moment you're learning them so you don't forget. So if you want an idea of what my scripture journaling has come to look like, You can see it in my study pages, but you won't see my personal inspiration I'm receiving from my own life. I won't put that in the study pages because I don't make those study pages about me. They're just about helping you dive deeper. But you could write those personal thoughts down wherever you're recording, and you definitely should. And I know that this can sound like a lot of effort, but it is worth every minute you put into it. It will change you, strengthen you, and give you wisdom. God gave us scriptures so we could have the wisdom we needed. And scripture journaling can help you and your children down that path. Okay, so now here's the fourth reason for scripture journaling. It will increase your line upon line learning. Learning truth is a line upon line process. It takes effort and time. And I always, with my kids, I always call this the math principle. You have to first learn basic addition and subtraction, and then you can build upon that and learn multiplication and so on. But if you skip a step, you cannot just move on. You cannot learn division without knowing subtraction. So line upon line learning is really important. And what I found is that my scripture journal has really helped me in that process. If I brought all of my scripture journals and laid them out on a table and said, set them in a line from the one you think is my first journal to my last one, I really do think you would be able to do that. You would see growth and increased understanding. And that is what I fully expect will happen with my children as they learn this skill. Okay, now the last reason, the fifth reason is it prepares you to teach with power. I really feel strongly that a parent who has paid the price to study the chapters will teach them very differently to their family. Imagine how wonderful it would be to teach your family and pull out your scripture journal and share thoughts. Not only would they learn from the insights you've received and are sharing, but also from watching how you gained those insights. They will know your scripture journals and they will want to look through them. 
And be ready that when you are recording in your scripture journal, you'll probably get a lot of ideas coming into your mind of things that you want to teach your children. So your scripture journal will also capture those things that you want to teach and likely ideas will come on how to teach it. And so over the years, you'll kind of figure out the way you like to keep them and how you like to lay them out and um, how you like to capture your thoughts. And this next episode that I'm recording will help give you some of those ideas to get you started. But I just want to emphasize that these scripture journals will become an absolute treasure for your family. It will be the most important thing your family can inherit from you. And I really believe that you can be inspired next week to write something someone in your posterity may need years from now. So that could actually kind of be a sixth reason is that it will leave a record for future generations and your testimony can live on to guide your children and your children's children. Okay, come to my Instagram stories and see some pictures. And I really just want to give you just ideas, but I, and I know that you will probably model some of my ideas at first, but I just want to give you permission right now to just take these ideas and run with them on your own. You will come up with your own ideas as you start this process. And as you do, I would love it if you would send me your pictures as well so other people can get more ideas as they're on this journey. Okay, so I will see you next time when we talk about what scripture journaling can look like and some specific examples and how to help your children learn this skill and how I set up a scripture journal and then how I used it in my classroom when I taught seminary. And you can adapt these ideas if you work with youth or with your own kids at home. See you then.